Welcome, welcome, welcome to Moments of Genius here on CMRU.ca by Students For You. This is the third week of my quarantine edition of my show, and today's show, sadly, will be very different. So I really want to talk about all the good news from the sporting world today, and I'm still going to talk about sports. But I want to talk a little bit about the massive protests going on in the world right now. So... I know normally my show is just sports, but I feel like it's important to talk about what's happening. And so my show is going to be a little shorter than it normally is. And if you really don't want to listen to what I have to say about the protests going on right now, you can skip ahead maybe 11 minutes and that should bring you to the end of the segment. So if you want to do that, you can. But for those who want to listen, I want to talk about what is happening, why it's happening, and how to move forward. So we'll start with what's happening. So what's happening is there are widespread protests around the world, mostly in the United States, but they've been seen in Canada, they've been seen in different cities in Europe, and basically the death of George Floyd has sparked the protests. Now, the reason they're happening is not quite that simple, but George Floyd was basically the final straw in a long line of many horrible acts of police brutality in the United States. If you go on a social media, I'm sure that you can find the long list of people who have been killed as a result of police brutality. And those are just the names we know about, sadly. I fear that there's probably a longer list that we don't know about. And so it's obviously horrifying to think about, but... What happened to George Floyd, it's just incredibly sad. And again, not the first time it's happened. But for in Floyd's case, for those who aren't 100% familiar with what happened, he was murdered by a police officer who used his knee to take the life out of his neck. For anyone who's seen the video, you know how terrible it looks. And it wasn't just like five seconds or 10 seconds or even 15 seconds. It was eight minutes. Eight minutes that the police officer had his knee on the neck of George Floyd as he tried to utter the, utter the words, quote, I can't breathe, end quote. I wish I could say those were the f that was the first time words like that have been said, but they aren't. This is not the first time those words have been said when a police officer has killed an African-American. And so the former police officer has been charged with third-degree murder. However, that murder charge should be upped significantly. And there were three other police officers as well with him, two who were helping pin down George Floyd, and there was one who was kind of keeping a lookout. And so even though the other three officers might not have directly killed George Floyd, the fact that they remain unarrested is flat out ridiculous to me and completely immoral because they might not have directly killed Floyd, but they are at minimum an accessory to the murder that happened that day. So, hopefully, I'm recording this 
Monday, June 1st at uh, about 1.50 p.m. Hopefully, by the time you're listening to this, things have changed. But as of right now, they haven't. And so I'm hoping that will change soon. But anyway, in regards to the protests themselves, I wanted to mention that they do seem very peaceful, especially during the day. And then night comes around, and that changes. Now, on social media, I have watched countless videos of different kind of things that are happening around the United States. And so I have seen a lot of videos of people in crowds beginning to loot and cause destruction of property and businesses, which is horrible and having a terrible effect on the people who work in those businesses. I saw a story on CBC about a guy who was opening a sports bar and obviously he was already affected by the pandemic and then it was burnt down in Minneapolis, which is incredibly sad. And the people doing that who are burning things and all of that, like, I understand why they're doing it, but it's awful. And at the same time, I should note, I have seen countless videos of police being just as awful, if not more, by instigating the violence themselves. Police using weapons unwarranted, police doing just a number of horrible things, beating people, shooting people with rubber bullets, and they look a lot more like a terror force than a protective force. Which brings me to a little side note I wanted to make. Journalists are being attacked by police. Now, this isn't every single place in the United States, but I have seen too many journalists get hit by stuff, and it's just unbelievably saddening that they're getting hit by rubber bullets, hit by tear gas, and arrested, which is disgusting. So to any journalist who might be listening to this, I really hope you stay safe, because the police don't seem to care about your safety. And that just, yeah, the United States looks like a war zone, and it's very scary. And so I don't like the violence that's happening, but I understand why it is. And it's just, yeah, the United States is not a safe place to be right now. But anyway, that kind of brings me to why this is happening. And again, it's very easy to say that it's just happening because of Floyd's death or something like that. But I think that's missing out on the bigger picture because the answer is really because of the systemic racial, social, and economic problems that exist largely in the United States. And they don't just exist there. They exist in all parts of the world to some extent. Some places are better than others, but it kind of is rampant everywhere to some degree. And so for those of you who don't know, I was actually a history major for a year and a half before switching to broadcasting. And so in doing that, I got to study a lot of different areas around the world, study different conflicts and stuff like that. And sadly, the human race has a really bad history involving things like slavery, segregation, discrimination, and those things have kind of been embedded in the society since inception. And so I want to make the point too, though, things have gotten better. Maybe not 2020 specifically, but as an example. So life in 2019 is certainly far better than life was in 1819. Now that doesn't mean that these problems are going away but it just means that, you know, there is some level of progress 
it might not be as far as we should be, but as a species, it's not remaining stagnant is kind of the point I want to make, even if it's extremely gradual. And I think one of the biggest problems is that you have places like the United States that like to think that segregation doesn't exist anymore. And the truth is it never actually went away in the United States because it's not really visible anymore. So like you don't have two water fountains where one's for white people and one's for colored people, but you have very non-visible segregation that still exists. And so you have segregated housing, segregated schools, where you have white neighborhoods and you have black neighborhoods and you have Latino neighborhoods. And when you have segregation like this, that's non-visual, it doesn't really overall help fix the problems that you're trying to solve in that country. And so one of the things that I tend to notice is just that if you have segregation like they have in the United States, if people are just integrated with people of their own group, it's a lot easier for fear and prejudice to spread because it becomes very easy to dehumanize a group of people that you maybe never meet or never interact with ever. And therefore the people who are actually really terrible in your own group, it's a lot more difficult to ignore what they say about people. And so if people are integrated though, and this is kind of the point I wanna make is that if you have proper integration, if people are integrated with one another, you can grow up with people of all different races, genders, religions, political affiliations, viewpoints, whatever. You get to know people because you get to connect with them on a human level. And even though they might be different than you, there are so many shared experiences, right? Shared hardships, shared successes, that you get to see in people. And just because they have a different walk of life than you do, doesn't mean that you are better or worse than them in any way. And so I know that might sound like a utopia that, you know, if we can get proper integration and people can get along and stuff like that. But the reality is that was largely my upbringing. I'm a mixed race person who grew up in Calgary and through school and soccer I got to meet so many different people who have so many different walks of life and I don't want to paint the picture that Calgary is this perfect place to grow up in because it's not but for my experience I'm so happy I got to meet so many different kinds of people because it makes sure that I'm never stuck in this bubble and it allows me to learn about different cultures, different religions, different just walks of life in general. And like I said, when people are kind of stuck in the same group, it's a lot easier for fear and prejudice to spread. But if you have integration, a lot of that begins to disappear because you will know better than to judge somebody based on something as ridiculous as skin color because you see them as an equal, you see them as a fellow human being. And that kind of brings me to my last point, which is how do, how do we move forward? And the truth is I don't have an exact answer for that because it's really difficult 
like I said, this has been a centuries issue, not a decades issue. And even though I don't have an exact answer, what I do know is that we need to be more integrated as a society. We need incredible police reform, especially in the United States, because it's really bad there. And more importantly, we need to start changing the way that we value people. I think that's the biggest takeaway. If there's one thing you can take away from this entire segment, we need to change the way we value people. We can't have things like money be put over people. We can't have things like race, sexual orientation, religion being ways that, you know, we split people up. Because that's not right. We are all humans. We are all in this together. And we should move forward together. Because as a species, we are capable of incredible things. And if we put in the effort, we can be better. But we need to be willing to accept that the status quo is not the answer. And I saw a very sad quote from the premier of Quebec, Legault, who said, quote, there's no systematic discrimination in Quebec. And congratulations, Legault, you just showed your privilege. Because we need to be aware of our history and how that affects society. And so we need to be willing to change the status quo and make a difference to help make the world a better place. So that's just a little bit off my chest. I wanted to get that out there. I think it's important to keep historical context in mind when it comes to stuff like this. And important just to, to spread a message that, you know what? I mean, we, we can't let things continue the way they are. And we have to strive to be better. And so I hope that as a... As humans, we can be better coming out of this than we are going in. Anyway, on to sports. Because sports, part of the reason I love them is just they're a great distraction, but they're also great mental health-wise. And they're also a great example of people coming together and doing good for the world. And I have good news for sports. And I wish I could talk about this more. I will talk a lot more in depth about this next week. But I do have some good news as far as leagues coming back. La Liga, like I said last week, is back. And it's confirmed it's back in 10 days. So, very exciting on that front. The Premier League in England has finally gotten their go-ahead. And so, very exciting. Um, they've gotten government approval. And so the Premier League in England, their Premier Soccer League, back June 19th, which is the same weekend that Syria and Italy was, is going to be back. Syria and Italy also got government approval. So fantastic. We are seeing some soccer leagues come back. The NBA and NHL have seen some small progress towards their seasons. The NBA, in fact, has said that they will have a plan on Thursday that they're going to vote on. So I'll have a lot more information to talk about next week in regards to the NBA's return to play. I wish I could say that the MLS, Major League Soccer, here in North America is doing well. But sadly, there's a lot, there's kind of a lot of ground that is need that needs to be made between the players 
and the owners. And so that'll be something to keep an eye on. Another league that has come back, though, the first North American Soccer League to announce a return, the National Women's Soccer League, which is the premier soccer league in North America and probably the second best league in the world, maybe the best league in the world. It's a little bit of a debate between Ligue 1 in France and the National Women's Soccer League here in the United States. And I, I should say, Canada is getting a franchise in the National Women's Soccer League, but it won't be for a little while. So it will be a North American league, and I may as well call it that. But regardless, the league has decided to kick off a season, kind of, in a tournament-style event taking place in Salt Lake City starting June 27th. And so they'll be the first North American Soccer League to make their return post-pandemic. I should note the pandemic's not over, but like post-lockdown pandemic stuff. And so it's very exciting that the NWSL is coming back. And so it's a league that sadly doesn't get the attention it deserves. And a lot of it's because it doesn't have the broadcasting. But it has a huge deal that it signed with CBS. And I believe they also signed a deal with Twitch, although I'm going to double check that when I talk more about that in detail next week. But there will be ways to watch that league finally. And so I'm definitely going to try and watch more of that league. A lot of the top American players play in the NWSL, as well as a lot of the top Canadian players also play in that league. So some good news on the sports return front. And hopefully I'll have more to share next week. I'll have more details as well to a lot of this stuff as well next week. I want to talk a little bit about the live sports thing. I'm not going to have time to go through all the Bundesliga stuff, but Der Klassiker was on Tuesday, and I wanted to talk about that because it has huge title implications in Germany. And so Bayern Munich defeated Borussia Dortmund 1-0 on a goal by Joshua Kimmich on just before halftime, which was, I don't know, I'm a little conflicted on the goal because on one hand, it's a stroke of brilliance from Joshua Kimmich who put in a beautifully chipped ball in behind goalkeeper Berkey. But at the, on the other hand, Berkey really should have saved it. He basically dove back and he got a hand on it. And this is kind of a cardinal rule in the sport of soccer. But if you're a goalie, if you can get a full hand on the ball, you should save it. Berkey did not save it. And so I think there's a little bit of both. It's partly brilliance but partly a mistake. And so there's a little bit of that. But anyway, that was the game-winning goal for Bayern Munich. And standout performer, I mean, it's hard to overlook Alfonso Davies, who just is the Canadian soccer phenom who continues to be better and better and better. He basically denied Dortmund's best opportunity in the game when Erling Haaland got space and had a partial breakaway and in you know, in the blink of an eye, Davies was there to stop it because he is absolutely rapid. The guy is insanely fast. And so Bayern Munich got the win, one nothing. They are seven clear of Borussia Dortmund for the top of the Bundesliga table as we speak. And RB Leipzig currently sit in third place, Mönchengladbach fourth with Leverkusen in fifth. 
those teams are all still relatively close, but Bayern Munich is starting to separate. However, it should be noted, the upcoming Bundesliga fixtures are very exciting because we'll have a lot more... Bayern Munich are basically... If they're going to win the title, they're going to do it by winning the next couple weeks because they play Bayer Leverkusen on Saturday, which should be a fantastic match. Kai Havertz has maybe been the most informed player in the entire league since it came back, and so should be a fantastic match there. And then the following week, Bayern get to t go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Borussia Mönchengladbach. If Bayern can win both of those games, it's going to be really hard to see them losing any ground in the race of claiming their eighth straight Bundesliga title. If they lose one of those games, it's going to open the door for Dortmund or Leipzig to maybe catch up. And so something important just to keep an eye on, something kind of fun. Anyway, my last thing. Normally, I'd have a movie or TV recommendation at the end of my show. Today, I have a YouTube series recommendation, mostly because I wanted to find something that I love watching that makes me laugh and smile. Because there's so much darkness in the world right now, I, want to, I wanted to find something uplifting. And the uplifting recommendation today is Pitch Meetings. Pitch Meetings is a YouTube series on the YouTube channel Screen Rant. So if you go to Screen Rant's YouTube channel, they have Pitch Meetings as a series. It is hilarious. Basically, you, uh, the guy's name is Ryan George. He plays two characters. He plays this producer character and a writer character. And he basically does these hilarious, you know, parody pitch meetings of the way movies would go. And so if you haven't watched this series, go watch it. It is hilarious. He's done count. He's done a ton of different movies. And so I, I almost guarantee you'll there. There will be a movie that you recognize and it's hilarious. So if you haven't watched it. Pitch meetings on YouTube. That's my recommendation for the week. Something happy to up to basically make you smile in a time that is very easy to is very easy to be sad right now with what's happening all around the world. Anyway, that's it. That's all I got for today's show. I want to thank everybody for listening today. I want to thank you for allowing me to just get that off my chest and next week i'll be back to i'll be back to my normal schedule i'll talk in depth about different sporting leagues coming back and the live sports that will be returning very soon so once again be happy be healthy and please for everybody stay safe thank you for listening